0: In today's show, Bitcoin cracks $28,000 on CPI amid a warning of U.S. inflation, highly elevated, and quoting the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bokele, the fiat guys at J.P. Morgan Chase say El Salvador is finally getting some credit. They're just now catching up. It will be soon. Salvadoran bonds are now investment grade. You'll see. And Max responded, El Salvador debt-free by 2030. He also goes on to share, as we predicted, it's unfolding exactly per the script we wrote 12 years ago, 2023 will be 10 times worse than 2028. Max is always right, quoting Bukele. Also in today's show, Bitcoin trading up 80% at DBS Bank due to the crypto crashes in 2022, says executive, as well as Bitcoin under siege by BRC20 coins as the fees continue to soar, claims analysts will also be discussing Grayscale expanding their ETF business, putting forward three new crypto funds, as well as push to launch American CBDC will drive feverish interest into Bitcoin, says Michael Strategies. Michael Saylor will also be discussing Bitcoin gearing up for a parabolic rip, says Crypto Trader. Credible Crypto, I'll be sharing his optimistic target, we will also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more, in today's show. <laughs> Welcome, everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1277. I'm your host, JV. Today is May 10th, 2023. And as you can see here in the market watch, we got the entire market pumping off the back of the CPI data with Bitcoin up 2.3% for the day, trading back above $28,100. Ether up 1.5%, just shy of 1900 And as you can see, Cardano, BNB, XRP all pumping and in the green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap. Sitting at $1.1 trillion, and we have $35 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with the Bitcoin dominance back on the rise at 47.1%, and the Ether dominance at 19.5%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, CAVA. Or Kava lead in the pack up eleven percent, trading just under eighty nine cents. Followed by Terra Classic up nine percent, trading at point zero 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 nine. Followed by Render Token up eight percent, trading at a dollar eighty six. And checking out the top one hundred crypto gainers for the past week. Finally, have the alts, the majority, back in the green. We have Kava up ten and a half percent, Luna Classic up nine and a half percent, and just a handful in the red, including STX and FTT and Bitcoin Cash. And checking out the crypto the greed and fear index one of my favorite indicators we're back to neutral at a 52 yesterday was a 51 last week a 64 and last month a 62 in greed so there you have it how many of you are enjoying this pump let me know in the comments below and welcome to everyone just tuning in now let's dive into today's bitcoin technical analysis shall we and check out the charts. Bitcoin ticked higher around May 10th Wall Street open as the US inflation data beat expectations, which you can see here in the Bitcoin 1-hour candle chart data from Coin Telegraph Markets for Trading View showed Bitcoin responding instantly to the April Consumer Price Index print up 1.7% on the day. Uh, Bitcoin saw local highs at 283 on Bitstamp before consolidating immediately above the 28,000 mark. CPI had come in at a 4.9% year-on-year, a shade below the expected This gave a clear signal that U.S. inflation was continuing to decrease. (laughs) Sure. One more in line with predictions from both the Federal Reserve and external sources, including Lynn Alden. Headline CPI for April came in at 4.9% this morning, which continues the disflationary uh, yeah, uh, trend, as she outlines. Now the Fed's data dependency kicks off well. Strong jobs data and now inflation is expected. Pause in June at this stage, financial commentator Ted's Talk Macro wrote in a Twitter response. Ted's Talk Macro referenced the impact of CPI and other economic data on Fed interest rate policy, which markets already are expecting a pause in rate hikes next month. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell had repeatedly stated that such data prints dictated policy to a significant degree. A rate hike pause would constitute a boon for risk assets, including crypto, as slackening financial conditions should increase investor appetite for risk. And data from the CME Group's FedWatch tool, as you can see here, showed market expectations of June past jumping from 80 to 9% on their CPI. And while Bitcoin and alts made modest gains, investment research platform Game of Trades warned that the day's CPI numbers showed that the U.S. economy was not yet Out of the woods, quoting him here, the decrease in inflation is mainly driven by the flexible part of the CPI. The sticky part still remains extremely elevated. And prior to the CPI release on chain analytics resource material indicators was eyeing the Binance order book composition for future Bitcoin price clues, noting reducing volume near the current spot price adds that bids were attempting to protect the integrity of the 200 week moving average of just above 26,000. Quoting him here, remember that liquidity dampens the volatility. Fire chart shows some decent bid liquidity, protecting technical support at the 200-week moving average. The upside is currently has less volume near the active trading range. So there you have it. And as you can see here, Bitcoin has traded above the 200-week moving average since mid-March. Numbers and charts don't lie. And I love this tweet from Nigel Bokele. He uh, was sharing this El Salvador finally getting some credit with Fitch upgrading their rating to a CCC plus from a CC. So Bukele wrote, the fiat guys at JP Morgan Chase say El Salvador is finally getting some credit. They're just now catching up. It will be soon. Salvadoran bonds are now investment grade. You will see. And Max reminds us that El Salvador will be debt free, uh, by 2030 and says, as we predicted, referring to himself and Stacy Herbert, it's unfolding exactly per the script we wrote 12 years ago. 2023 will be 10 times worse than 2008. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the high priest of Bitcoin. Now let's discuss trading going up overseas, that's right. In fact, it's up over 80% on this exchange. Check it. Singapore government-owned mega bank DBS is amongst the few companies around the world that reap major benefits from the massive crypto collapse of 2022. DBS, which is Digital Exchange, their bank institutional crypto trading platform saw a significant increase in Bitcoin trading volumes last year, according to the DBS Digital Exchange CEO. The number of DBS crypto clients more than doubled in 2022 compared with the previous year, quoting them here. Bitcoin trading volumes grew 80% at the digital exchange during the same period. The executive believes that the spike in demand for crypto services at the DBS digital exchange is a consequence of crypto exchange collapses from last year. He also noted that DBS continues seeing a growing trend in volumes. Quoting him again, DBS continues to benefit from the flight to safety and quality following the implosion of several exchanges last year. And also the head of digital assets at DBS Bank told Cointelegraph that DBS has seen more cooperation inquiries from digital asset and blockchain firms from recent months. Launched in 2020, DBS crypto exchange serves exclusively institutional investors. Let's go institutional adoption. Despite considering the expanding services to retail customers last year, DBS continues to be a members-only exchange serving corporate and institutional investors as of May 2023. Now, FTX is one of the biggest crypto exchanges that subsided in 2022. And before FTX collapsed in November, that platform traded a significant amount of crypto coming from institutional investors. In March of 2022, FTX launched a dedicated unit working with institutions, and at the time, about two-thirds of trading volumes on FTX and FTX US were reportedly coming from institutional accounts. Now, while indicating a positive impact from crypto exchange crashes in 2022, DBS Exchange CEO sees no influence coming from the ongoing banking crisis of the United States, quoting him here, some of our market makers thought new USD banking rails following the collapse of the crypto friendly US banks. However, there has been no direct impact on DBS crypto exchange, he noted and shared the following, the collapse of the US banks has not impacted our product and service pipeline. And that said, we keep a close watch on these developments and are prepared to adjust our plans if necessary. And while being a crypto friendly bank itself, DBS is not worried about any risks allegedly stemming from its crypto exposure, quitting the CEO again. DBS does not rehypothecate or trade digital assets in clients custody. And as such, there is no liquidity risk. Our clients digital assets are in custody with DBS separate from the DBS digital exchange. So there you have it. All I know is this. I mean trading up 80% institutional adoption – On the cusp, I mean, once we get a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States, there's literally trillions just awaiting on the sidelines that can spike the Bitcoin price to the moon and beyond. So let's freaking go, which takes us to our next story of the day. We're going to be discussing BRC20 ordinals, congesting the Bitcoin blockchain. Then we'll dive into Grayscale's new ETFs, as well as Sailor on CBDCs from a recent interview. And then I'll dive into a very bullish price prediction from Credible Crypto before we wrap up with some live uh, Q&A. So let's discuss Bitcoin under siege. Increased fees and a backlog of transactions are besieging the Bitcoin network and it's due to a popular new token standard according to crypto quant analysts. Now Axel Adler Jr., an analyst at the crypto data firm, explained on May 9th that BRC20 meme coin minting on the Bitcoin blockchain is causing the surge in block space demand. Quoting him here, unlike conventional token standards such as Ethereum's ERC20, the BRC20 does not utilize smart contracts and operates only with wallets supporting the Bitcoin blockchain. And according to CryptoQuant, the average fee per transaction has skyrocketed, exceeding $16 and peaking at $29.00. In on May 9th, as pointed out right here by CryptoQuant and data from BitInfoChart similarly reported a spike in the average transaction fees, recording a jump to $31 on May 8th compared to around 19 bucks the day prior. On May 8th, the total fees per block temporarily exceeded the block subsidy reward of six and a quarter Bitcoin for the first time since 2017. And on May 9th, BitInfoChart data recorded a new all-time high on the seven-day moving average for the number of Bitcoin transactions hitting a top of 500 hundred and thirty four thousand like whoa however that figure could actually be higher than that with Bitinfo charts recording two higher spikes of over six hundred thousand daily transactions this month using raw values and on may 9th it recorded five hundred ninety eight thousand bitcoin blockchain transactions as maddie greenspan shares here love them or hate them ordinals are definitely shaking things up the number of transactions on the bitcoin blockchain reached a new all-time high yesterday of five hundred And 34,000. Now blockchain.com has confirmed the data reporting that the average transactions per block also hit an all-time high of 3,778 as outlined right here. And according to Mean Pool Space, there are currently 400,000 unconfirmed transactions pending on the network. So the backlog is not clearing, which is keeping the transaction prices elevated. Then on May 9th, the total market cap of BRC20 tokens surpassed $1 billion. The problem had gotten so bad that Bitcoin core developers are mulling taking action against BRC20 tokens and ordinals, which they consider as network spam. As Ryan points out here, Bitcoin Core devs want to kill ordinals and BRC20s. Miners likely want to double down on ordinals and BRC20s to increase fees and the value of the private mean pools. Ordinals and BRC20 holders want the right to exist and pursue growth. This is a civil war. Now, furthermore, the number of ordinal inscriptions almost doubled, going from two and a half million to almost five million in just over a week. It is all good news for miners, though, as profitability or hash price has surged 66% from the beginning of the month. So what are your thoughts on BRC20 tokens and these ordinals and the congestion of the Bitcoin blockchain? Let me know how you feel in the comments below. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Now let's dive into the latest with Grayscale and their three new etfs three new crypto focused exchange traded funds have been put forward for approval by the crypto asset manager grayscale which also announced a new entity to manage its growing funds let's freaking go on May 9th grayscale said it launched a new arm of its business the grayscale funds trust allowing it to manage many of its publicly traded financial products all in-house and in addition to the new trust grayscale revealed it filed a registration statement with the US SEC for three new crypto Focus etfs the the previous roadblocks from the regulator over crypto-related ETFs. Now, the new funds are an Ethereum futures ETF, a global Bitcoin composite ETF, and a privacy ETF. The global Bitcoin composite ETF would invest in exchange-traded products that are related or backed by Bitcoin, including Bitcoin, mining farms, and similarly, or firms. Similarly, the Ethereum futures ETF would allow an indirect exposure to the potential future value of Ether by the way of shares that track the Ether price. And the grayscale privacy ETF would invest in companies working on blockchain-based privacy technology. The filing explains, as outlined right here on crypto Twitter. Now, until the registration statement, Relating to the Grayscale Funds Trust is approved by the SEC. None of the three ETFs will be available for public purchase. The announcement comes as Grayscale is still entangled in an ongoing conflict with the SEC over converting its $17 billion Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into a spot. Bitcoin ETF product. On January 13th, Grayscale sued the regulator for denying its application, arguing that the SEC acted indiscriminately in treating crypto spot traded exchange traded products differently from future products. And they make a great point. uh, Quoting them here, there is a 99.9% correlation between prices in the Bitcoin futures market and the spot Bitcoin market, said Grayscale. And while the SEC had approved the number of Bitcoin futures ETFs, which exposed buyers to the potential future value of the king crypto, it has also so far rejected every single application for a spot Bitcoin investment product, citing concerns about exposing investors, potential fraud and market manipulation. I think personally, this is all by design. We have no clarity, Gary, over at the SEC as the chairman. Purposely not wanting any clarity to create that doubt and uncertainty in the market so they can manipulate the values of the cryptos to the best of their abilities. But I think it is inevitable, and eventually a spot Bitcoin ETF will finally be approved in the United States. And once it is, let's freaking go. You already know, fam, Bitcoin to the moon. Now let's discuss the latest interview Michael Saylor had with Value I watched the majority of it last night, it was like two hours long. Excellent interview, by the way. Now for some of the highlights, and then I'll be breaking down this very optimistic, uh, Bitcoin price prediction from credible crypto. So how many of you actually watched this interview with Michael Saylor? Let me know. The co-founder of MicroStrategy, Saylor, is detailing his thoughts on the potential launch of CBDCs in the United States. In the interview with Valuetainment, Saylor says concerns about the potential pitfalls of the digital dollar, including mass surveillance of how people spend their money, will drive an intense level of interest in the world's largest decentralized crypto asset, Bitcoin. Quoting Saylor here, interest in CBDCs is just going to drive more feverish interest into Bitcoin. It is actually driving awareness and Bitcoin is growing as people become more aware that they need something that is a non-sovereign store of value that's nation state resistant. I am sure the overwhelming majority of the population is adamantly against CBDCs and I would say a decent majority of politicians are against it but there is a fringe wing that wants to impose control over everybody and they don't just trust anybody. Heck, at some point they would probably like to see you spend 50 bucks and that's the control freaks in the political sphere. Staler says he doubts that politicians will come to a consensus on a U.S. CBDC in the near term and he expects a massive congressional fight over the issue. And in addition, from a technical standpoint, Saylor questions how long it will take the government to figure out how to actually create a digital version of the dollar. But as the technology moves closer to becoming a reality, he believes that more people will recognize the government and private sector's ability to control cash and make it difficult for people to freely spend their capital. Quoting Saylor again, money is a store of value, a unit of account, a medium of exchange. And then there is a fourth characteristic that we don't talk about. It's the thing that is not said. It's a system a control. Certain monies are easier to control than others. For example, we talk about gold as money. Have you ever tried to carry a gold bar through the airport? Very heavy. Try it next time. They won't let you get through. In fact, if you try to carry a $100,000 dollar of gold to an airport. Not only would you not get through, but the assumption would be that you're a criminal and that you stole the gold and they would just take it and keep it without a court order. Now try to carry a hundred thousand of cash to the airport. You ever try that? Put it in a bag. And as you're walking through the TSA check or the x-ray machine, just nonchalantly say to the officer, yeah, I'm carrying a hundred thousand of money onto the airplane. You will not get through. Not only will you not get through, they'll just take your money. They'll just take it. And the assumption will be you stole it. So cash is a unit of control. I like Bitcoin for the same reason the Chinese don't like it. They can't control it. Nobody can control Bitcoin. So if you're insecure about being able to own your own money, Do you own it? And can you actually still use it without asking for somebody's permission? Then the solution is not gold. It's not silver coins. It's not stacks of cash. It is not money in a bank in the United States. It's certainly not money in a bank in Lebanon, Argentina, or anywhere in Africa. Those banks won't let you take your money. Go look at Nigeria. You can only withdraw 42 bucks a day. That's how much you can take out of the bank. They're keeping your money. So the one network you have that gives you a decent chance of owning your own money and being able to spend it in the way that you want is Bitcoin. Touche. He hit the nail on the head. Massive shout out to Michael Saylor. And as we all know, just say no to CBDCs and go along with Bitcoin as Bitcoin is the antidote to the central bank digital currencies. And now for this uh, optimistic price prediction from Credible Crypto. Let's break it down. Closely followed analyst believes the Bitcoin's recent price doldrums are setting the stage for the king crypto to go parabolic in a surge. In a new video, he tells his 340,000 Twitter followers Bitcoin is likely in the phase of creating a base for a parabolic rip. Send it. Let's freaking go. According to Credible, Bitcoin could correct to as low as 25,000 and still be in a position to ignite the next stage of its parabolic rally. Quoting the analyst here alongside this chart, the biggest consolidations, the slowest ascension to the upside happens at the base of these parabolas. Don't expect these types of consolidations to occur once we start moving up to 30,000, 40,000 or $50,000. It is going to be swift. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to be faster than most are expecting. And it's probably going to catch a lot of people off guard. That's right. And in this chart, it outlines the Bitcoin price soaring on up to $102,000. Let's freaking go, especially with the Bitcoin halving now less than a year away. Credible predicts the Bitcoin will likely consolidate in a narrow trading range for the next two months before erupting to new all-time highs full send, quitting him again. We're in May right now, but July, two months max, we should be on our way up again and expect another move like this, Nineteen three to 30,000. That should take us to the 40,000s. And again, don't expect such deep consolidations at that point. By the time we're at 40,000 or $50,000, nothing is stopping us from going to new all-time highs if we get this high. We are not stopping here. We'll be at new all-time highs before you know it, and certainly before 2024, in my opinion. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree disagree with the crypto analyst and do you feel we're likely to reach new all-time highs by 2024 the latest? i'll let you boy. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live QA. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.